Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Yo, happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. The audience is going to be receiving this episode a little bit later than we usually put Just out. Just a little bit. But it's still fucking Friday. Yeah, shit happens. Life. Uh, yeah. What are you going to uh, do? Really. So let's cheers because you didn't, as as rude as Evo always is, in true fashion, didn't even cheers. You know, like. Yo. My palate has no respect. I'm sorry. No, it's, you have no respect. No, I can't. It's not me. It's not me. No, no, I have no control over my palate. Okay. You know that. Sure. You know that. Sure. I'm, dr- <laughs> I'm drinking wine, by the way. Um, uh, years ago, I had a friend introduce me to this wine that comes out seasonal, which is called Beaujolais, mm-hmm. and I picked me up a bottle of it. All right. Yeah. I don't want to swallow into the mic. I heard we have some serious microphones. Yeah. So let's get into our topic for tonight. Yes. And um, I think it's going to be an interesting one because this topic actually like spawned off of a conversation that you and I had that I think that that's usually how it happens. Yeah, but for sure. the minute that we started talking about this, I was like, oh man, I, I think we should make an episode out of this. So if anybody's not familiar with Steve Harvey, you're about to be. So this episode is called Act Like a Gentleman think like a woman it's a little spin on steve harvey's book which is act like a lady think like a man and there were also two movies that came out so the other day evo comes upstairs and he brings yeah maybe don't you think you should like give a little context of what the book's about i will in a second oh okay i'm sorry Excuse me. I, I'm just jumping, rude. jumping ahead. This is the I just second time rude. I felt like that'd be a perfect moment to do so. Okay, but. so the other day, Evo came upstairs to our bedroom and he brought me something. Do I remember exactly what it was? No, it's not really important to the story. I thought it was really kind of him to do it. And I, I was like, you know, thank you so much. And he then turned to me and said, it's the least I can do because a man should always be doing the three Ps. And I was like, "What? What is? What is this? What? What is this three P's thing?" And um, he was like, "We'll take a guess." So I was like, "Okay, a man should always be giving his woman the three P's." Um, penis, penis, and penis. <laughs> no, that's not it. And I don't remember exactly what I said, except for one of them, and I said pound cake <laughs> because yeah, you, t- you took like a you took a good guess. I mean, it was a random stab, but. Yeah. Not even close. I had no clue what these three Ps were. So I thought to myself, like, where the hell did you hear this from? Because I've actually never heard you say this before. And then Evo said to me, I was um, watching a Steve Harvey clip. Come to find out that this little clip talked about the three Ps. And then Evo went a little bit into it and found out that it's like, you know, a portion of his book. Think, uh, act like a lady, think like a man. So why don't you tell us a little bit like what the book is about? Um, so the book is basically um, kind of like a roadmap or or have you not like, you know, kind of like a roadmap to the way men think, but it's written for women. And so, so it's it's to help women understand the way men operate. And mm-hmm. it's written by Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has a lot of women on his show um, and the audience asking them, asking, asking him, him advice yeah. Yeah. Uh, on their relationships. And so... It's kind of a thing of his. And in his book, he talks about the three P's. And those P's are protect, provide, and profess. Mm. And Can I just say really quick, for a long time, I was semi-bothered by Steve Harvey 
giving love advice considering that he had some failed marriages and like I think he's on his third marriage and then I looked into him then I realized that I love this man but go ahead continue I mean I think he's got the experience so I mean just because he's had some failed marriages doesn't mean that he doesn't know the roadmap to a successful marriage correct and I would also say that Steve Steve Harvey is a wonderful father and stepfather he's a great man doesn't even a lot lot of people don't even know that laura harvey is like i would consider his most famous child is not his biological child but you would never know that yeah anyway go go ahead so these three p's so you protect provide and profess yes so you i i brought something up to you and you were really grateful for that act um a little bit more so than i would normally expect um you just Mm. you seem really really grateful at, at that moment um and so I felt in that moment was, you know, that I should tell you that, you know, that one of the three P's, which is provide, is something that I, you know, as a husband, I should regularly be doing. And so you thought it was interesting. Yeah, because I was like, oh, these are things that men regularly should be doing. And then I think you, if I'm not mistaken, said that, yeah, these are like some of like the qualities, like the top qualities a man should possess. Part of a man's purpose. Part. Okay. Not to say that that that's all a man's purpose should be, but it is it is a part of a lot of men's men's purpose. Um, And these things are important because a lot of men, not all, are conditioned this way. Mm. You know, they're conditioned to provide, to protect, not so much profess, um, because Mm. a lot of a lot of men grow up in homes that are not not a lot of intimacy that happens between mm. the parent and the and the man is you know the man's taught not to show his emotions not to cry um not to be soft to be hard and so you know professing is something that i felt that in those three p's it does exist but, but on the lower scale but on the lower scale yeah mm. so i for one am very in tune with my emotions so professing for me was something that i identified in in the three p's um so in that moment you were like hmm you found that interesting and you didn't agree with it i okay so this is why i was like we need to have a conversation about this when evo said to me that he felt like those were like the ideal top qualities that a man should possess when it comes to what he should be giving to a woman quality wise I turned around and I said to you, what if the woman doesn't value those things? Which was a great question. Yeah. I said because in that regard, Steve Harvey is writing a book for women to understand men and giving them the understanding of like what a man's potential top three P, you know, three P's are. But I thought about it like, Shouldn't there be a book where <laughs> men are being told what women think and what they would like their three piece to be? Yeah. Because then men potentially are going to go around with this idea of uh, if I'm a provider, if I protect and I profess, then I should be good. And the reason why I said to you, what if they don't value that is because when you and I first started dating, 
none of those three qualities were something that I was looking for in a man. Right. Well, um, th- yes, there was one. Yes. There was one. So I'm going to say this. Those were not my top qualities. I was not looking for evil to be my protector. I was not looking for evil to be my provider. I was not necessarily looking for evil to, like I wasn't, an, it's not my top quality. I wasn't looking for you to right. profess, but out of the three, I would think that that one is probably higher than the other two. And that's why I found it so interesting that it got me thinking that I think that there's a lot of men who still have this mentality that if they're a provider, if they protect a woman, and I don't know so much about the profess, that they would consider themselves a high value man. <laughs> well, uh, let's so let's talk a bit, a bit about why it was that you weren't looking for these things. Yeah, because uh, s- I think that's important. Yeah. So now that I've had some time to be, give myself time to break down who I am as a person, because that's what you do when you're in your forties. Because when you're in your twenties, you're trying to figure out life. When you're in your thirties, you have just started to scratch the surface mm-hmm. and then you do a lot of work during that time to build your life and then in the 40s you're like shit i need to reflect upon my every life. decade of your life is you spend a decade reflecting on the past decade of yeah. your life pretty much and how to make how to the make current one better. better yeah so i would say the last i don't know i think i've said this many times like last five to seven years i've really done a deep dive on who i am as a person and what makes me happy in life but one thing i can tell you that holds true is that when i first saw Evo and thought about dating him long term one of the qualities that I wanted in him was to be compassionate aka loving and I know that that has a lot to do with my childhood and my childhood traumas because I was neglected as a child I was not loved the way that I needed and wanted to be loved as a child so if I was going to be with someone for the rest of my life I wanted them to love me like unconditionally and when I tell you Evo is a fucking king at that shit well lucky <laughs> lucky for me at that time that was my number one asset yeah because your boy ain't has shit else to offer yeah so and th- okay so <laughs> I was broke so <laughs> at that time um so the fact that you say that um I find that kind of interesting because I said to you, if those three qualities, which are protect, provide, and profess, mm-hmm. were something that I would have considered to be my top qualities when looking for a man, I would have not dated you. Potentially not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Who's the, you know, who's to really say what would have happened? But at that point in time, I did not have those things to offer. Yeah. For sure. And then my second top quality is I wanted someone to be a good listener because I talk a lot. And that I am. And Evo is excellent at that. And then um, the third is kind of like, I'm going to use one word to describe it, but it has a more more broad definition. But I wanted the person to be fun. I wanted to be able to go out and have a good time with my partner and laugh and you know, share experiences together and it be kind of like no holds bars. Yeah, you know, fortunately, we, just, we, we clicked on that note. Yeah, so the, he hit the three on the head. And when I had to sit down and think about what I considered the the top qualities in a man, I said to myself, are they different now than when they were back, you know, 20 years ago when we first started dating? Because, you know, I've, I've changed a lot. And when I really, really thought about it, Evo, they are still the same for me. Mm. 
And that's why I was so intrigued by these three Ps, especially the protect, protect and provide part because I did not look at you to be a provider. I th looked at you like we can grow and provide a life for our family together. I was never looking at you to be the sole provider. Because right. when we say pro provider, come on, we're being real. We're, 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 when it comes to a man, we're thinking about financial. Yeah, I mean, according to the book, to Steve Harvey's book, um, it is primarily based on providing financially for a for, yeah. for a woman or for your significant and, other and your family and your family. Yes, um, I feel like that there's a lot more to being a provider, but that's just my personal opinion. So, just if we're sticking to the book, it's definitely the financial thing. I I just wanted to point out that when we got together, you were financially independent. Yeah. Um, and you were taking care of yourself and you were taking care of your family. Yeah. So that's mainly why I brought it up. I brought up the question as why didn't why weren't you looking for those things yeah. in, in our relationship? It's because you already had them. And that is why when you said what you said to me, it immediately when you said that, you know, a man's supposed to this should be his top cause, it immediately sparked that in me. Cause back then and now I I would say that I, I look for Evo to be more of a provider now because of the way that our household functions. Mm -hmm. But I never looked at you to be the sole provider. So I needed to know more. So I reached out to Instagram and I put the question out to our audience. And I said, you know, I asked ladies, what are your top three qualities when that you want or need from a man when you are looking to be in a relationship? And there was a common theme from all the women that answered. Because not only did I reach out to the women on social media, I also reached out to, like, you know, my girl groups. And I would say that I have, like, three really good girl groups that have, like, six girls in each one. So I collected all of their answers. And the common theme was women are looking for men to be loyal. That was like the biggest one. I literally got that. One. I got that one from every single woman. And these are women that are in relationships. Some of them not in relationships. Some of them just dating. So they wanted the men to be loyal. They wanted the men to be supportive. And they wanted the men to be respectful. There was one that was really close to the respectful. But the respectful trumped it by like a couple of answers. And the other one was that they want men to be emotionally intelligent. So, once I got this feedback, I knew that the way that I was thinking wasn't so far off as to how other women are thinking about what it is that they're looking for in a man. Mm -hmm. Not one of my friends, not one of these women answered, I'm looking for a man to be a provider. And I understand that. And, and in, in today's economy... Or protect or profess. In today's economy, in today's society women have become much more independent than mm -hmm. they were a long time ago. That being said, yeah. Steve Harvey's book, it brings up a very valid point that in this dynamic that we have now where women are, are they don't need a man to be a provider and a protector mm -hmm. because they've gone out and they've sought these things out for themselves. Mm -hmm. That is, it's important for a, for a relationship that a woman allow that space for a man to be that. To be what? To be a protector and a provider. Um, and I identify with this because that was the dynamic in our relationship. You know, although when we started, 
I was not the I was not the provider and I was not the protector in time as I started to move towards those things. I feel like that you identified those things mm-hmm. in me and you allowed them you allowed you created you you created space so that those qualities can shine. And so it gave me a feeling of purpose. It, yeah. it gave me a feeling of accomplishment of being a man in a relationship. Even though you didn't need these things, you allowed me to provide them. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, I think that that is a miss for a lot of women. Can I just say, and I agree with you, can I just say that First, let me ask you this. Do you know why I allowed for that to happen? Um, I no, because we've never really had this yeah, conversation. Yeah, I, I know. So um, as you were saying it, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm smiling because I allowed for you to step into that. Um, I allowed for you to step into that manhood, if that's what you want to call it, you know. Of, of being the provider and the protector because I knew that it would make you happy. I could tell that when you did things in those three elements, if when you provided, when you protected, when you professed, I could tell how deeply it was affecting you and your happiness. Oh, I was living. Yes. So I wanted that for you. Yeah. And I'm- I think that sometimes... And I can be wrong, but this is coming from a woman that was very independent, was doing well financially, lived on her own, was taking care of her children on her own, um, and really had like a really good self-esteem. I recognize that you as a man, there were things that you wanted to do for me as a woman, and there were things that you wanted to do with our family that like increased your overall happiness and I was willing to put like my ego aside and say this is actually more important for our overall happiness as a family um I think sometimes that women will look at that and think well I don't need him yeah that's that's the obvious but he needs it So if your partner needs it, and if we're trying to be in a long-term relationship, then your partner's needs should come into play. So that was in, I put your needs into perspective for myself. And I think sometimes as a woman, we... (laughs) We're so conditioned to be like, well, I don't need a man for those things. And I think this is the obvious. But if your man needs it, let him do these things, and that will never diminish what it is that you can do as a woman. Yeah, I feel like the um, like kind of like the the equal to this is when a man a man should always um, make his girlfriend, and I'm gonna say girlfriend in this case mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like this is important to to women and mm-hmm. the female species um, is to made f- to be made. For their for their for their spouse or their boyfriend to make them feel 
like they're beautiful or to make them feel good yeah. to do things to do acts that make them feel like they're desired mm-hmm. right these things are important of a woman it's almost like a woman's purpose um where she doesn't she doesn't feel right if she doesn't feel like she's being desired by her by her by, partner by her partner yes and okay. so i feel like that the three piece for a man if a man is not feeling like he's li- acting these things out and living them he does not feel complete Mm. Now, in the beginning of our relationship, even though I wasn't able to provide these things, I still found ways to be able to be a provider, right? And I think it's important to talk about this because needless to say, there are people out there that that are in relationships where the woman in the relationship is the actual financial provider she's the breadwinner she's the breadwinner and there i like to i would just like to point out that there is a space for men to move about where they can still be providers and protectors and professors without having to be the financial provider and what i mean by this is that there's things around the house that typically a woman would call on a man for Mm mm-hmm Sharpen your tools with those things. Mm-hmm. Be handy. You know, be very handy. Know how to fix things in an instant. You know, get in where you fit in, right? Everything that typically a woman might call a man for and pay that man to do things for, that's kind of where you want to elevate your strengths are because you're providing something that, in that case, it's, is important to that woman. In the same sense, if you have kids, being there for your kids and teaching them if they're boys, how men should act, respectful men, um, raising them to be gentlemen and to be kind to women, I think is a duty as a man. And that's very important in the house. And in the same sense, if you have a daughter, showing your daughter how a man should act, how a man should treat her and what things she should, she should expect from a man and not accept from a man. And I think th- those things are very important. And they don't exist without a man being at home. And, and in a lot of cases, for the for the young boys and the young girls, when you have a man who's out working to be a provider, that portion of parenting is lacking at home. So if you're in a position where you're not the financial provider, don't feel like that this book has got you being less of a man because there's plenty things to do at home that a man needs to do. And men can get caught up in the whole work thing and then find themselves, you know, a lot of men talk about this, where they're so fucking committed to their work Mm -hmm. that they end up not being a family man or a husband. So, you know, don't don't shoot yourself in the foot, because that's what I did in that moment in the beginning of our relationship where you were the breadwinner. And I respected that. Yeah. I looked at opportunities and how I can become valuable at home as a man so that when you came home, you felt like you had a man at home. Yeah, that definitely was something that you put to work, no problem. So, but I think it's interesting that you say that um, a lot of the times men will get hyper focused on their careers or their jobs, and then, yeah, they'll be lacking at home. So, things that are very important for a father, a husband, a boyfriend to be doing with their spouse and or their children is suffering somewhat. I think that's why a lot of the women 
that responded to my question of what are the qualities that you want in a man, one of the biggest ones was support. They're looking for support from their husband or their boyfriend or their significant other when it comes to an array of stuff. Because there are a lot of women, and I hear this all the fucking time, that are in a relationship, but they are single parents. And what I mean when I say that is that there are women in you know, a relationship with a man or another woman or whatever it is. And one of them is carrying the load of doing these things that you're saying mm-hmm. a man should be doing, which is like, you know, showing your boys how to be young men, you know, teaching your daughter how to, you know, know what a, what a, um, a good quality man is. Um, it even goes deeper, just like a man being involved in the everyday workings of your household, like knowing your child's school schedule, mm-hmm. you know, knowing things that your kid likes to wear, to eat, whatever. Or when your spouse is needing you to pick up around the house or, you know, like these things that men, they're, they're like, well, I go to work and I'm the fucking yeah. provider. So when I come home. If there's dishes in the sink, oh well. Yeah, usually that, especially in, in young girls, usually that ends up creating a void that when they get older, they seek to fill in other men. And so it is very important from a man's standpoint that when your daughter's a young girl, that she never feels like she's lacking a father or a friend in her life. Yeah, um, and, I, and you know, a lot of the women that, I gave me the feedback. A lot of them, you know, it goes hand in hand with like respect. They want, they don't want to feel taken for granted. They don't want to feel disrespected by their partner. And a lot of the times I think, and I don't fault men to an extent. (laughs) If society is telling you that you should be a provider, you should be a protector and you should be a professor and you're doing these things and you're trying to do them to the best of your ability but then you're ignoring the other things that come with being in a relationship i somewhat don't fault men but when you think that that's all you have to do because humans are very complex if that if if you think that's all you have to do and then the other things are lacking in your relationship then your partner is not going to feel that like they're being respected and that's going to open a whole other fucking can of worms. Um, so marriage.com, I went on to, it had the most recent article from some, you know, marriage therapist. And they listed some of the top qualities that women in this day and age, the neo woman is looking for in a man. And I'm going to list them for you because when I read them, of course, none of them really were like what it is that you know the the qualities want to hear it here we go here here we go the number one is women are looking for men to be confident and let's not confuse that with being fucking an egotistical piece of shit cocky motherfuckers yeah confidence you know to like uh, understand where you fit in the world and sometimes if you don't maybe making the way for yourself okay to be trustworthy aka loyal (laughs) to have integrity to have compassion which i said emotional availability and or emotional intelligence to be respectful to have a sense of humor and to be mature 
Women nowadays are like, yo, I need for you I to, I, I need for you to have fixed your soul. Yeah, for real. Before you come. Don't bring that broken shit over here. In my, in my face, sir. Because I'm making the bread. I got a roof over my head. I'm going to fucking um, MMA classes. I know how to protect myself. You know, if not, I got my homegirls and I'm teaching myself self-love. So I don't necessarily need you to profess to me, right? Women are looking for men to give them things that I think complements them. Mm. Not things that they need them to fill anymore. Where a long time ago, women couldn't be the provider. Women weren't looked at to be the protector. You know, women yeah. women were looking for their men to tell them they were were. Be- they were beautiful and you know profess all these type of things where i think women nowadays um that's not at the top of our list yeah i just want to point out something super important about these three p's sure and that is the provide part um i just want to kind of go back to this for a second because i i feel like we need to put put a little bit of light on how men speak me you're speaking for myself mm-hmm. will get so hyper focused on being a provider that they feel that as long as they're financially bringing in the bread mm-hmm. that they don't have to do a lot of other things mm. and, and why you and why you do that i'm just gonna st- step to the side for one second okay but guy continue um and i just want to add to that 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 can be a slippery slope and you can definitely shoot yourself in the foot what I ended up doing is that once I started to, well, once I became self-employed and I started being able to hustle and create different streams of revenue, um, it wasn't, it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't take long, but but before we knew it, um, I was making some pretty good money. Uh, so much to the point where it surpassed Gina's income and I then kind of became the provider, right? And so, oh man, that felt great. And I know a lot of men can identify <laughs> with that. You know, like being able to be successful in what you're doing and make money and be good and provide for your family, it's an amazing feeling. I became obsessed with that, right? Because that, it was the the high of like, mm, I'm doing it. You know, I'm out there, I'm killing it. And you were really successful at what you were doing. Yes, too. I really was. Um, and what ended up happening was I became so hyper-focused that I got tunnel vision and I lost focus on some other things that were really important and which was my home life, my family life. Um, I was working six days a week, sometimes 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. Um, sometimes I'd leave home at 7 o'clock in the morning and I wouldn't come home until 11 o'clock at night. I like how you just said sometimes 40 hours a week. That was like at was a minimum. Yeah, my minimum was 40 hours a week. Yeah, but it, it was like close to 60. You yeah, know? and that went on for years. Four years yeah. and to the point where, you know, I said something to you. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that it's important to point out that, you know, you saw that I was doing well and you allowed for me to kind of like step through and flourish and shine and live in the moment that I was living. But it got to the point where it was like problematic because I just was never home and we argued a lot about it. Yeah. And you tried very hard to point out to me that there's a lot more to this relationship than me just working all the time and being a provider. And I really fought hard with the, 
I'm working. I'm not out there doing drugs. Like, what do you want me to do? Da 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 da. And you know that argument. I want to say you. I don't want to say you accepted it, but you tolerated it for a long time, until one day, you literally looked me dead in my soul, and there was no argument to stay. There was no anger. There was. Um, just silence within you and you looked me dead in my face and you said honey I love you I really do and I think that what you're doing is great but what's the love if you're not home what's what's a home without a father to our children and you really said I don't need that in my life I can do that by myself and when Cause I because I, I was already doing that before you came and when I tell you curtains called lights came on show was over yeah that shit put the brakes on me and it made me realize that there was a lot more to providing than just being a financial provider and so in that moment i then began to try to work on myself to be provide other things that were valuable to the relationship that ended up allowing us to grow in a direction that only brought us closer you know and that's why when i first looked at you to be my husband i needed you to be compassionate and I needed you to I needed to know that you would love me. Yeah. And why that's important is because when I say these kind of things to you, you actually sit back and you're like, fuck, I, like I actually need to work on this where there are many men out there that they lack this like emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. They lack this this compassion in them. They lack this like unconditional love for their partners. And when their partners are coming to them saying, hey, this is hurting me and this is hurting us. These men are not hearing that shit. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that if you're, in, if you're in a relationship where you are the provider and your spouse or your significant other is giving you the space to flourish, Understand that they're giving you that space to do that so that you fulfill your purpose. That the, but that doesn't mean that you're fulfilling them. There's, there's, there's two sides to that coin. And I was blinded for a long time um, by my own success, not realizing that there was a whole other part of her that needed providing that I was unaware of. Yo, you got me. You got my eyes watered right so now. So <laughs> I just, I, I want to just, I want to put that as a bolt on to, wow. to Steve's three Ps, especially the provide part. Because as men, man, when we start doing it, shit, bro, you want to talk about, I, I can't describe it to you as a woman, how on top of the world you feel. Yeah. I mean, I know you know because you were doing your own thing for a while without mm -hmm. a man. And I can't imagine that that was anything short of amazing for you. Yeah. Um, but as a man... It's, I mean, it's just different, right? We experience life differently because you're a woman and I'm a man. So there's no explanation that I can give you. But I just want to say to the men out there, understand that there is a lot more to it and that don't lose sight and focus of what you need to be providing emotionally to your significant other. We want that support, yeah. yo. And... um Whew, that was deep, Evo. Because um, honestly, like I, just, I, <laughs> I was just listening to you, and I was like, "Wow." Um, you know, and listening to Steve Harvey, because you know, I then went, did, I went, you know, looked into a little bit more about what he was saying, and and on the flip side of that, 
Steve Harvey will say that women are more complex than men and men are very simplistic and that there are only like really like three things that men want from a woman. Yeah, we're pretty simple. Right? I don't necessarily agree with this, but I'm going to tell you what Steve Harvey said. He said that men are looking for their women to first and foremost be loyal. But I think the loyalty for men is different than the type of loyalty that women, women are looking for men, looking for men. I think women are literally looking for their men to literally be loyal to them in the sense of they're not looking at other women at any at any given moment. When it comes to loyalty with men, I think men want to know that you belong to them. And I don't mean like as a piece of property, but like you are their woman in the sense of like, they don't even want to know like what you've done in the past type shit. Where women are, we're a little bit more accepting of that. They just want this, men just want this like undying loyalty that you will stick by them no matter what. What's that saying? I want to ride or die, bitch. That's the difference that I think between men and women. Women just want men not to fucking cheat on them and to be loyal to them. Men want women to be loyal to them even when they're going out there and they're fucking up. I think that's the huge difference. So I think there's a difference in what men and women mean by loyalty. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some truth to that. That's not my truth. No, I know. Definitely not my truth. I, but um, th- the yeah. term ride or die comes from the man world. Oh, I like the term ride or die. And I feel that that is important. It's important dynamic for uh, a man and a woman or two people to have in a relationship. As far I as... I don't want to be a ride or die bitch. I want to ride with you. I don't want to die for you. Well, I think that that... that saying can have many meanings depending on you know who's saying it and what that actually means to you yeah um to some people you know it may be like you know yeah literal death you know like you know you ride with me or you in a box well i also think that a lot of the men that are saying these type of things are the men out there that are not really being respectful and they're not really truly being loyal to their women and they want they want women to go with them through the mud and women nowadays, especially nowadays, we not about that shit. We not here to be with a man while he's out there fucking around on all different levels in his career, um, not taking care of the home front, having other children, and we're going to just be this ride or die. So that's why I think that there's a difference in loyalty. So the other thing is, is that Steve Harvey says that men want from women is, is that they want women to be supportive. Which is crazy to me because is when I polled my friends and our audience, that was one of the biggest things that women wanted. Women wanted men to be supportive. So I think that there's like a definitely like a com a common ground between men and women. We're both looking for that like support. So what when Evo started to step into that light of, you know, he wanted to be the provider, you know, and I knew that it was making him happy, I supported him in that journey. And it didn't diminish who what I was doing in life, you know? But it, sometimes it's hard to see that. And then the last thing that Steve Harvey says that men want from women, and he calls it the cookie. And a.k.a. A vagina, right? Sex. And um, I don't disagree with that. I don't think that a man is not entitled to look at his partner for intimacy for sex because if you're together then that's the person that you're looking for that to happen with right 
the only the only opposition that I have with the cookie is is that when men are looking to receive that from their women and that they're looking at it for that's what is going to make them happy like they're not seeking their own happiness they're looking at it like sex makes me feel good sex is like how I I seek happiness and I'm gonna seek that happiness through you so it's almost like a guilt trip on the woman I personally think that when it comes to sexual intimacy between partners, there should be, I don't want to say a balance of like how you're giving and receiving, but it should be like the two of you are at an understanding of like what this is doing for each other in a sense of like, I want to do this with you because I'm so in love with you I'm so attracted to you and we're bonding this way but I'm not looking to do this because when I walk away from this I feel like a better person I mean that's that's the woman's experience you know there's okay you're saying that you feel like it should be this type of experience you feel like that the dynamic and the relationship I, I said me Right, you, mm. right? But yeah, you're you saying... Said, you, you said the woman's experience. I just want to make sure that, like, I'm not generalizing okay. all women. I'm all right. saying for me. So your I said that was my gripe right? with sex. Right, so that's your gripe with sex. You feel like that the experience and the relationship should... The actions of it should be based on that type of... Um, that type of chemistry. Am I correct in saying that? The chemistry of, like, it's an experience. I don't, I'm not sure if you follow me. Um, uh, let me see if I could say it a little bit clearer. I don't think that men in a relationship should be seeking sex from their partner to make them feel good about themselves or to feel good or to feel happiness. I think men should be seeking to have sex with their partners because they're looking for a level of intimacy with their partner and there's a joy between the two of them while that act is taking Why can't it be both? Because then that puts a pressure on the woman so, but to, if, then, to then have to give her man sex because that's what makes him happy. Well, I mean... I feel like it should be more of like an equal so thing. So, I want to say that as partners, mm-hmm. you want to be tending to each other's needs across the board for whatever they may be. Emotional needs, mm-hmm. financial needs... Yeah. Um, therapeutic needs yeah intimacy right needs. intimacy needs but, uh, but and I, so if there's if if some if one person in the relationship has more needs than the other one mm-hmm. then the one that has the less needs of course is going to feel like that sex is too much but what's left is the person who has the higher needs mm-hmm. is left with a void so when you have a relationship where you can only turn to one source to satisfy those mm-hmm. needs, what's a person to do? Well, what I said to you, Evo, and that's why I think you're not following me, I do believe that there should be a balance. But I, what I said to you is, is that I think that there are times that men are looking to receive sex from their partner because that is how 
the man receives his personal happiness. And I don't think it should be the woman's responsibility to say, okay, I'm going to give you sex or we're going to have sex because that's what makes you happy. I think that there should be like, there should be a connection there. Well, for a lot of men, a, level a, lot, of a lot of men, there isn't that connection. Like, okay. there's, there's, and to me, that's problematic. Well, I mean, it's definitely something that should be worked on through in the relationship. But to say that, I totally agree. I totally agree with you that when a partner has needs, mm-hmm. whether it be emotional, sexual, um, you know, um, one of my biggest love languages, acts of service. You know, when there are these types of needs. Your partner, and when you only have that one person in your life and you're looking for them to, you know, satisfy these needs, I understand that. But there should be somewhat, you should strive, in my opinion, you should strive for somewhat of a balance. It shouldn't be like, oh, because I have a higher sex drive than you and your sex drive is here, I expect you all the time to come up to here. Because your love language is acts of service, I expect you to always meet me where I want things. I don't think that that's fair. You know, that's a slippery slope, Gina. It really is because when it comes to sex, I know that it it's a, it's more of a, a process for a woman. The whole mm-hmm. experience of it, the yeah. journey of it from start to finish. And it's not that in-depth for a man. You know, it's coming. Like, it's kind of like a short ride. You know, when when it comes to just having sex, right? So like, so like if you just, just like if you're just looking to have sex, right? There's not much. There's not many levels that a man has to go through to from start to finish to mm-hmm. to reach climax, right? Yeah. But for a woman, there's like this journey that kind of like has to be done from start to finish. So, mm-hmm. I can see why you feel that way. Yeah. That's why I said that I believe that there should be somewhat of a balance. Yes. That's my opinion. Um, well, you know. Let's be real. Me and Evo, we've had this conversation before. Oh, yeah, of course we've had. Yeah, about, you know, about there being a balance in our intimacy and Evo getting the cookie. I mean, it's a good cookie. What do you want? Okay. <laughs> At that point, we're going to fucking end this conversation. <laughs> no. All right. Um, but that that's just my thing. So I, I think I find it interesting that. Steve Harvey says that, you know, for the most part, men are looking for women to be supportive, loyal, and, you know, looking for that sexual intimacy. The two first things, support and loyalty, that's what women are looking for, too. Because for the most part, women can provide. You know, we can be part of the providing equation. Mm-hmm. We could be part of the protecting equation. I just saw a video on TikTok of a mother that her daughter was walking in the house and a raccoon just ran up on her kid and when i tell you the mother grabbed this raccoon barehanded by the back of the neck and this raccoon was like the size of a small dog and yeeted that motherfucker she manhandled that she raccoon. yeeted that when fucking I, when raccoon i tell you she grabbed this raccoon by the scruff and then like she like she like went to like jerk him well no she held the raccoon while the daughter got inside the house she made sure right. that her daughter was safe and then yeeted this motherfucker well, but before she yeeted him she like kind of like did this maneuver yeah. where like she re-gripped she like repositioned her grip to yeet him. Mm-hmm. That was the dope part. She was like, nah, I don't got a good grip. I can't get the distance on this one. Let <laughs> yeah. me reposition this fucking. Yo, what's that thing like in the Olympus when they shot put? She shot yeah, put. Yo, that fucking raccoon went for um, So, and the professing part, I still think that that, like, if out of the three, I actually feel like that one's really important. Um, even though a lot of women nowadays are teaching themselves a lot of self love that we weren't doing before. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> that actually brings us to the end of the episode because you know even want to get fucking x-rated and shit <laughs> sorry um, but I, like I always say, Eva, I enjoy having this conversation with you. And if you enjoy being here with Eva and I, which I know you people do that watch us and consume us, if you um, haven't already, like, subscribe, share us with your family yes, and friends. Please do. I know that there are many of people that are consuming our content that are already our content that are already doing that because I could see it in our analytics that you are sharing us and uh, Spotify gave us a nice little uh, roundup for the year that told us what we're doing so we are greatly appreciative of that one thing I do want to put out there uh, maybe I should have said this at the beginning of so next Friday is going to be our last Friday for 2022 and then we're taking a break for the holidays because the much needed break uh, yeah so we're, so the there's going to be two fridays after next friday which is friday the f uh, the 16th will be our last friday and then the next two fridays we're taking off for christmas and for new year's and then we'll be back in fucking january january i think it's january 5th just want to put that out there but um until next friday ladies and gentlemen peace out peace out